Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pal Around Podcast. My name is Julia, and I am here with my two pals, Tina and Jeff. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back for our third installment of this thing we're doing. Third time's lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've got some very fun things to talk about today. But first, we are going to start by telling each other one of our favorite Disneyland memories. If you can just narrow it down, let's talk about one. And I'm calling on Jeff first. Uh, Yeah, Um, I have very distinct segments of Disneyland that that live in my memory. Like I can remember my childhood Disneyland and I can remember pretty specifically my not really high school era, although I remember my grad night very well but then i remember my collegers disneyland and then i remember my adult pass holder era disneyland so i'll go way back to childhood i my favorite thing so the night before we went to disneyland it was always with my sister and my our two friends down from um lakewood christine and robin and we would always sit there look at the map look at our tickets figure out how many things we could do kind of plan out what's going to happen first and it very often was the same. Like we would often turn right, go on adventures through inner space um, quickly, then rush over to the people mover, take the people mover through, you know, and figure out kind of from there what we were going to do. So my, I think my best memory is still adventure through inner space because that was such a kind of a cool, weird ride. And, um, you know, you could get on it first and really sink yourself into that very Disneyland-ish kind of dark, like dark ride, um, interesting ride vehicle, a little bit outworldly. Like you saw that big microscope that was supposedly shrinking you down to that size of an atom. So it was a very, lots of make-believe and magic in there. So I really liked, um, and I can distinctly remember kind of getting on those things and how you'd sit in there and it would kind of shake you around and you'd spin around kind of in the dark when you were up supposedly shrinking into the teles- or into the microscope and it would kind of um start to spin around and we used to make up things like close your eyes and count to five and then turn your head all the way to the left and you'll feel like you're turning upside down <laughs> like we used to make up these kind of weird because it did kind of disorient you on purpose because they wanted you to not realize it was spinning you around into a show building instead of mm-hmm. up into the microscope right so it would shake you around a little bit so I did have kind of a weird and and, you know, a little bit of indication, like reading other people's memories of adventure through inner space that might have been a little older than me, because this was when I was in the I would say seven through seven through 10 years old age. Teenagers at that time thought it was super psychedelic, crazy, like, you know, because there were these giant walls of snowflakes with flitter all over them, like, you know, big giant glitter. And it was just kind of a really some some parts of it seemed very kind of futuristic and modern and some parts of it seemed really like sculpted and hand homemade sort of like small world in a way so it just had a lot of um just weirdness to it i think one of my favorite memories is starting every disneyland trip as a, as a young child um with adventure through inner space um who's next julia what was your uh disneyland memory sure i am going to talk about a specific trip that i went on um, I believe I was in seventh grade. This was back at the time before it was even a thought that I would get any kind of annual pass and go multiple times a year. Um, so we would go like one day a year 
open to close. And this particular time we went was, I believe it was a Memorial Day weekend. Um, and it happened to rain the entire day. Uh, and there, people really cleared out. It was, it was kind of nice. But, um, we also wanted to stay dry. So we went and did all the things that were kind of inside so that we wouldn't get wetter and wetter. Um, and we ended up going uh, into Country Bear Jamboree, which I love and do miss. Um, and I met Winnie the Pooh in there. It was the first time I'd ever seen him <laughs> in the park. And I was so excited. And anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Winnie the Pooh fan. Uh, I used to wear a Winnie, po- Winnie the Pooh shirt just about every day in elementary school. Um, so I was very excited to meet him. I got his autograph, took a picture. And yeah, it's just a nice memory. Tina. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, mine's kind of weird. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I can totally remember Adventures in a Space. My grandfather used to go on that ride with me. My grandfather was my ride buddy back in the day, whether it be roller coasters or Adventure Through Inner Space. So I, I totally have fond memories of that. But mine's kind of recurring a little bit, and it has to do surrounding one celebrity. And I'm pretty sure Julia may be able to figure this out. (laughs) You have a guess. It's been a while since I've I've stalked him at the park. It could be. It could be. (laughs) So way back, I don't know, my sister was um, 12. Oh, no, that would have been a good memory, too, because during that 12-year-old trip that my sister took, we got harassed by Friar Tuck (laughs) in the Tomorrowland Terrace, like bad, like he called over other characters. He spent like 15 minutes with the, with us. And I was convinced we had a friend that was working at the parks at the time. I was convinced this was our friend. It wasn't our friend, <laughs> but he still harassed us for 15 minutes. But I, I, um, I go on to my real story. So there is a celebrity called Joey Lawrence. And during this trip, they were uh, filming for the Children's Miracle Network. So they had a bunch of celebrities there. And um, Joey Lawrence was there with his family, his younger brother. Um, Alfonso Ribeiro was there, of all people. So we would stop and watch them perform and everything and then move on. So we were standing in line, my sister and I, in Space Mountain. And we were at the top in line, you know, way before Fast Passes were even thought of. And as the line, you know, you go to the end and you loop around. So at one point, you'd be literally right next to him. So me and my sister are like freaking out because Joey Lawrence and Kimmy, the the, the actress that plays Kimmy Gibbler in um, Full House, she was there. And there was a couple of other people as well. So we're trying to be cool, right? We're trying to be cool. It's not working because we're not really into bothering celebrities and asking for autographs and stuff. So we're just kind of like silently gawking. And he obviously knows that we're gawking because we're not being that sly. (laughs) So every time he comes around and meets us, they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So we finally get into the um, uh, into the ride. And this is where Space Mountain used to be able to see through the windows when you got into the, the inside dark space. Mm-hmm. So we're right there, and I think he kind of had enough of us um, because he turned around and like smiled and waved. We literally died on the floor on Space Mountain. <laughs> so we go on. We did not get on Space Mountain with them. So many years later, we'll fast forward. I only tell two of my stories because I've already told one story at the um at the Pirates premiere where I yelled at Joey Lawrence's name so loud. 
pretty sure he recognized me from stalking him before, but that's okay. <laughs> so then we're walking. It was after the I was after the expo, I think. Wasn't it with the so. expo weekend? Yeah. So, so we're walking and I'm with Julia, as you can tell. And I and just be bopping along in front of Plaza Inn, not paying attention to anything. And Julia goes, um, you know who's right in front of me. And I mean, people, he is right in front of me. And I'm like, no, no, I'm looking around. No, I don't. Who's who's in front of me? She goes, Joey Lawrence. Of course, I lose it. I lose it. I'm like, <laughs> OK, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. So we stalk him all the way down Main Street. And I think we were going that way anyway. But still, I'll say it's stalking because it's pretty much what we did. So we're going down Main Street, and I think we're right in front of Candy Palace or um, Carnation Cafe area, and this janitor sabotaged my stocking. Totally did. Right? I'm, I again, convinced. So all of a sudden, he's sweeping, and he puts his broom or the, the dustpan or something right in front of me. I almost tripped over him. So I kind of fall forward. I, I catch myself. I didn't fall, fall, but I'm I'm falling forward. And Joey Lawrence looks back. Oh no. I'm like, here we go again. He's like, here's this crazy lady again. Oh my gosh, I know her from somewhere. So anyway, so he ends up kind of, you know, looking back at us. I can't remember if he smiled or not, because at that point I was just like, um, I need to go. And so he went on Main Street and we decided not to stalk him anymore. So my Joey Lawrence stalking will see if it continues this year on D23. <laughs> It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing, people. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing those stories, you guys. Yeah. Um, that was yes. fun. Why don't we now talk about current day Disneyland? And I believe we all had recent trips that we want to discuss. And I think yeah. Jeff will save we'll save yours for last because okay. yours is yours is quite fancy. I accept yes. it. <laughs> all right. So. Tina, you, this is how you know that you are Disney <laughs> soulmates. Uh, Tina and I actually planned trips to Disneyland separate from each other, but on the exact same dates. Exactly. Like we didn't, <laughs> we didn't even coordinate before. I just happened to say, "Hey, I got my dates. What's your dates?" I'm like, "Huh, the same dates as my dates." So did you meet I'm up there at all? Yes. Uh yes, we ran into each other a couple of times. Um it was busy enough and yeah. Tina planned her trip to the max. <laughs> um so she was pretty busy. Yeah. Um but we ran into each other a couple of times. Um but yeah, we were there for two different reasons, two different groups of people. Um but it's always comforting to know Tina's right there. And we did no, we did actually meet up Yes. I'll, I'll talk about that later. We met up intentionally okay. one day. All right. Um, technically, it was after my trip was supposed to be over, but we did it anyway. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. Yes. Is there? Are there any special, like, do you have any lodging um, stories or tips before you dive into the Disneyland part of it? Yes. Um, so, Tina, we both stayed at different hotels. Um, I, I'm just going to go on record and say I cannot wait until mm. September 14th. When the Candy Cane Inn opens again, they have officially announced it. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. The world is right again. The world is right. That's how I feel. I I am disappointed. It's like two days after the Mm. expo. Yeah. Of course. Of course. They tried. I'm sure they really, really, really tried to be open for the expo because I'm sure they were full. Um, Luckily, I did make a backup reservation. 
at the hotel that actually Tina ended up staying at. So, Tina, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So this trip, because Candy Cane was closed, it's um, it's it. I feel like I'm cheating on someone staying at other <laughs> hotels. It's just, it's just the weirdest feeling, and it's completely out of your element. And I've stayed at other hotels and stuff before, mm-hmm. but that was. It felt like it was more of a choice than being forced to because they were closed. Yeah. It was more acceptable. But yeah. this time, so this time we stayed at the Cortana Inn and Suites, and this was down on Harbor Bo- Boulevard a little bit. Um, it's definitely walkable, but it was a little further. Okay, so I should explain. This trip I went with it was myself and my husband, and we had went um, for a delayed anniversary trip, and my husband doesn't quite like to walk that far. <laughs> so whenever I can, you know, I try to find these little shortcuts. And I will tell you one of the little cons of staying at this hotel. It's a little hack, but I'll, I'll go with them. Um, the pros and cons of this hotel. So one of the pros um, is that they really actually had a very nice um, staff. They were very friendly. We didn't have to deal with them too much. Um, They have a free hot breakfast, which was actually pretty decent. We had pancakes and sausage and the other, you know, yeah, it was, it was like a hot breakfast. It was scrambled eggs. Yeah, it was, it was decent. Um, They also, for anybody that has an e-vehicle, they actually had charging right on site. And there was free parking. And if uh, you're spoiled like us staying at Candy Cane, free parking, can, it, it's kind of a deal it's, maker, it's you know, awesome. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the other thing, this is my particular thing, is I like to sleep with a fan on all night long. And some of those internal fan systems they have, they'll, they'll turn off for a while. This one actually had a button that says fan stays on or something like that. To me, that was important. So I, I was all over that. So one thing we did um, to eliminate the need to walk that far is that we would walk over to Toy Story parking lot. And that was like maybe a half a block from a hotel and take the shuttle buses over there. And I know some people may feel that this is weird. This is a definitely hack. You shouldn't be doing this. But I felt comfortable because let me tell you, they actually have walkways and um, a gate that allows you to enter from the from the sidewalk so Hmm. one even actually even had a sign directing you to the shuttles so i felt much more comfortable and it was funny um one we walked in on one side and the cast members are like we're like okay this is our moment we're getting kicked out we're going to parking lot jail (laughs) and they were like they're like hey you know good morning have a magical day and i was like all right carry on and when you can clearly see that we walked in from from the sidewalk and we literally every day if not both ways we met someone that had heard this tick this this hack on tiktok it was so funny and they just some of them weren't even from the area i'm like yeah follow me we're we're good so Mm -hmm. i just let you know i don't think that's a that's an issue especially with the walkways um coming directly from the um the the sidewalk itself so -hmm. here's a couple of cons about this um uh, hotel was one, it was it, the distance, you know, I'm used to cane cane, just very easily walkable, if not um, a shuttle. So no shuttle, but it was loud. And I don't know if this was because we were by the elevators. Um, we're going to be giving this hotel a second chance. So we'll, we'll definitely let you know. But those people coming off the elevators had no, they didn't care that they were loud. And it, it actually, one one group woke us up at one o'clock in the morning with Ugh. a completely screaming child. Oh, no. It seemed like right by our door. And it was just, it was very frustrating because literally every night we got woken up with some kind of noise. Um, we were also kind of in the corner where the elevator was. So this was also where the um, 
custodians, uh, the housekeepers, excuse me, the housekeepers kept their supplies. So there was a lot of slamming of doors, the, the rolling of the carts. So that is really about my biggest complaint. So perhaps next time when we stay there, um, we would definitely need to request somewhere outside or not near the elevator. That is my biggest mm-hmm. advice. And we'll see. Oh, and the other thing is it has free parking. But it shares its parking lot with the Hyatt place. So the Hyatt place Mm. is literally in the same parking lot. We didn't have a problem finding parking. And I noticed all the days that we were there, there seemed to be a parking spot. So I don't think that's an issue. But uh, just something to keep in mind. So that is the Cortana Inn and Suites. Oh, the other reason we um, stay there is it was a little bit cheaper. It was actually like $200 cheaper than any of the hotels that we were checking into. So it was expense-wise... Yeah, I think yeah. that's actually why it yeah. was our backup hotel yeah. <laughs> for the expo. And you know, now our main hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep checking. I keep hoping something's going to turn up for you yeah. know, for the for the expo. Oh my goodness, the prices on the expo hotels, if yep. if they're available, is incredibly high. So that is my review on Contorta in, in super. Yeah. Okay, so let's hear about the um, like your trip. What made your Disneyland trip unique this time. Sure, sure. So, well, this trip, like I say, this was a delayed anniversary trip for me and my husband. And this time, as Julia says, I had it planned. And so I had quite a few reservations, but specifically, I wanted the special dining packages. So for us, we um, booked the Electrical Light Parade Dining Package at Plaza Inn. We did, yeah, it was because we got fried chicken people. Fried chicken <laughs> from Plaza Inn, uh, which was one of my husband's favorites. So I wanted to make sure we got that. And then we did the dessert viewing uh, package for World of Color. And then finally, we did the Fantasmic on the go package at Hungry Bear. I would say by far my favorite was the Electrical Light one, just because it was Plaza Inn. We got the fried chicken. Um, it was $40. We got a mat, which I didn't think was bad. Um, we got a magic key discount. Um, you don't get quite the same things you do with a normal fried chicken dinner. Like we didn't have mashed potatoes, um, but we still got three Rip pieces. off. I know, right? I would have taken the mashed potatoes. They could have replaced just giving me chicken and mashed potatoes, quite frankly, and I've been fine. Yeah. But you did get with <laughs> it um, chicken. I think it was three pieces of chicken. All I know is it was hot people for this trip and I was melting. So who knows how many pieces of chicken I actually had. So they had chicken, carrots, you had mac and cheese, a wedge salad, um, cornbread, and a berry cheesecake. So quite a bit of food. I mean, that's $40. That's, that was pretty decent. Um, your seating, seating area for the um, electrical light parade is up by the train station. So you're literally staring at the train station. A great backdrop. Um, they do say that you can um, check in about 30 minutes before. We did not. We literally checked in like five minutes before. So we Love weren't it. right at the ropes. But you know what? I got to sit down and I was just fine with that. And we still had a good view. Um, I would do that again. Well, it's leaving, but I would do that again. Um, the th- next one was the dessert viewing at World of Color. And unfortunately, oh, let me go and say fortunately yet quite yet so it was $89 per person a little more expensive considering we only paid $40 for fried chicken we're paying $89 for desserts but it was $71 with our magic key so quite a big quite a decent um discount um you check in over um behind grizzly river rapids and then they'll walk you over into the dessert area jeff i think you and julia did this how Mm -hmm. was that the same you guys did for that yeah, 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 yeah. It was, you know, I liked it because it kept you out of that um, Little Mermaid 
crowd that's in, the, in front the of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like, okay, that was pretty good. Um, if you're a smaller group, like my husband and I, we were two people. So we sat at a table with, um, it ended up being a large family. So we sat at the table with a grandma and grandpa, and we had a great conversation with him. Him and my <laughs> husband were talking fishing the entire time. So oh, nice. who knows? They're probably going to hook up and go fishing at some point. Um, yeah, we we had a table with some people too. Yeah. I don't remember what we talked about, but you're yeah, you have that one moment of oh, so this is how it's going to be. But Disneyland, you tend to just quickly get over the, you know, oh, I guess I have to talk to people yeah. phase, yeah. and then it's yeah, then it's kind of fun. Yeah, you meet new people, and it's I fun. don't get like, over that. <laughs> well, there's always something to talk about. Like we're both at Disneyland. You know, it's not like, oh, I saw you at the grocery store. What are we going to say to each other? <laughs> you know, you kind of have that start of like, well, how, why are you, you know, why are you here? What's your occasion? Right. Mm-hmm. So there's at least a starting point. So anyway. Right. Right. And then luckily, you know, most people you do meet at Disneyland are friendly. And so you're striking up a conversation by the end of it. You're all buddy old pals for lifelong. Um, The only the only thing. Oh, now I didn't eat hardly any of my desserts. I did have their drink. Oh, gosh, I forget which drink they I had. Didn't like it. Oh, um, no. So I did not have that again. Um, I think my husband had a beer and maybe one of the other drinks. And then I just stuck with water because it was so hot. And I don't even remember eating much of the desserts, quite frankly, because I think we're still full for our mm-hmm. previous meal. My only my only complaint with this is that I sat, <laughs> they sat me <laughs> in front of a globe. So I literally oh, could no. not see the center. You know, there is a center. I know you have the whole lagoon there yeah, you can look at but the center the main screen i could not see oh, that's i was like of all places i was like looking over to my husband can you see yeah this is great all right well at least half of us <laughs> could see the thing you know i've seen it before but it, it was a little disappointing to pay that much and sit down and, and not be able to yeah that's weird. so be careful I, i'm surprised they sat you in front of one of those globes yeah. like, i would think they wouldn't even have a table there for for the premium seating yeah like, and, mm. and we were at one of the lower tables i did want a lower table because i really don't like the high top tables and next time if i do the do this i think i'll i'll definitely go for the high top tables just in case there is another globe because they are splattered throughout the thing yeah so that was um my review there um but i would do that again like i say i would just now i know better so um uh, I would definitely keep that in mind. So the last thing we did <laughs> is the Fantasmic on the go with Hungry Bear. So this was where you have barbecue. You get your choice of we had our choice or what we chose, I should say. I don't remember what all the choices are. We had barbecue ribs, which are oven baked ribs and barbecue mm-hmm. chicken. Again, oven baked um, barbecue chicken. Um, they were decent. It wasn't it wasn't bad. Um, you get, I, We got a lot of food, quite frankly. Um, so the. The meals that we got, I've heard some people, you know, criticize the meals, but I, I thought it was decent. Yeah, it's oven barbecue, but what do you expect? Um, that, yeah. That's what you're served. Um, it was 30, ours was 35 for adults. Um, we didn't have any children with us, but we did get a magic key discount. So those are always good. Um, <laughs> we were so tired by this time and um, hot. Did I mention how hot it was? Um, it was pretty hot. It was so hot, people. Well. I'll, I'll get to this in a second, but um, it was so hot. We decided actually not to stay for Fantasmic. So our Fantasmic view would have been just left of center um, in the front. Um, perfect opportunity to view Fantasmic. But we had just, I did not feel like sitting on a hot cement. I did not feel like sitting and waiting at all. Um, so we actually gave our vouchers uh, to uh, two other girls that were sitting near us at Hungry Bear. 
And oh. so they did not go to waste. So yeah, they were just fine with that. We just made sure that they um, of something they want wanted to see. We tried to give them to someone, and they're they're like, no, thank you. I'm like, okay, they're free. Reserve seating, you know where you're sitting. So I was like, okay, no problem. And uh, so we um, asked these other people, like, oh yeah, we love Fantasmic. So I felt that they went to to good yeah. owners. Yeah. So nice job. I will say the thing that we got this trip is I saw a couple people with those cooling towels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, save the day, save the yeah. day. That was the best thirteen dollars or twenty six dollars for two of them. <laughs> I spent this entire trip. Yeah. Well, if you're, let me just say, if you're a Disney parks fan florida especially i used one of those in florida but even out here like go this week to your marshalls or my mm-hmm. you know marshalls or target and get yourself or big five sporting goods store because you can get those things for oh. for 9.99 4.99 sometimes you know different kinds get yourself some cooling all it is is a towel that you wet and put on your neck yes but, the, <laughs> nice. but those won't have those won't have mickey it. mouse on it jeff well yeah. <laughs> I, or if you want to spend a little bit more and get a fancy one shirt but but that is a game changer right it totally was it really it really um it helped a lot i who knew that a wet towel can help that much and um but yeah i highly recommend when it's hot i know people have those neck fans i've always wanted to invest one of those but we just haven't uh but the cooling towels made a a definite good substitute yeah so that's my trip that's awesome. That oh, wait, good... wait, can I add one more thing? Yeah. I'm so oh, yeah. happy, people. It took me two trips, one to Disney World and one to Disneyland, to convince my husband to go on Rise of the Resistance. I am. I felt like that was the piece de la resistance, excuse my horrible French there, of the trip, <laughs> because I begged him at Disney World, and he's like, nope, not doing it. There's a drop. I'm like, but it's so oh, small. Gosh. I forgot to tell him about the how it goes up in the air a little bit, because, you know, yeah. what comes up. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this part. And, of course, he doesn't trust me from another trip that we made to Universal Studios. So um, <laughs> I got the look. But anyway, he liked it. He lived. There you go. Good. Yay. Wait, now, did you pay the 20 bucks to, to ride it? Oh, heck yeah, I did. So let me get, yeah, let me okay. uh, let me also put this. We got Genie Plus for all three days. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I am a huge fan of Genie Plus. Got Don't into be di- sorry. I, I am too. I'm, yeah, you know what? I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I got into Disney World because I had a limited time there. I'm getting into Disneyland, even though I have an annual pass there. Yes, I wish it was on our annual pass. It's not. Get over it. I will buy it every single time because mm-hmm. it's just a huge, huge time saver. And time is valuable. I think in the yeah. park, the more you get out of it, it it's it makes up for it. It, it really does. Yes. Yeah. Speaking super. of Genie Plus, uh, that that's a good segue into mine. Um, my trip report. Uh, I was there with my two sisters and um, two of my younger sisters, very good friends. Um, and we were there for a delayed bachelorette party which we wanted to go on last year but because of the world um we did it this year um and one of the ladies in our party is was about uh, four months pregnant so we were kind of (laughs) limited in what she could do but um so when i bought the tickets for this trip for i have a magic key but when i bought the tickets um for everybody else at that time, you could add on Genie Plus, like right then, without having to like do it after yeah. you scan in. I don't think they're doing that anymore, but we didn't do it because my f- friend knew she was going to be pregnant and she didn't think she was going to get the value out of it. Yeah. Um, 
Well, that first day that we scanned in, I was like, you know what? I want Genie Plus. I'm just buying it for all of us. So I just <laughs> I just did it. And then I wasn't going to make them reimburse me because they were all kind of on the fence about it. <laughs> but I used that. We went from attraction to attraction to attraction to attraction to attraction to attraction. There was like no downtime. So anything that our pregnant friend couldn't get on, she waited maybe five minutes. Can I just interject here? Mm-hmm. I want to say Julia is the genie plus guru. If you want, if you want to maximize, yes, <laughs> if you want to maximize your genie plus trip, go with Julia. I, I'm, yeah. You will, you will, you will hope that there is a line so you can catch your breath. Because I remember <laughs> one time we went, we got thirteen <laughs> we did, attractions we in. 13, thirteen, and we didn't even, we weren't even there at open no. that day. I don't think so. Julia, genie plus whisper. I'm just saying. I will say we always start. My trick is to always start with Rise of the Resistance. It's a, yeah. That is a good choice. Um, and, and did you guys pay for it, Julia? We we paid for it because um, I knew I did. We, it was going to be hot. We were not going to want to stand in that line, and I yeah. did not want to have Caitlin, our pregnant friend, wait forever for us to get out of that because it's a long line, and then it's a long attraction. Yeah. So we bought it for those of us that could go on. Um, it is not safe if you're pregnant, um, or it's not recommended. I'm sure pregnant women go on it but that is their choice it is not recommended for pregnant women um and so we bought it we went up our time was called we went up we asked can she at least go through the queue with us they were like yeah that's fine um so she got to see most of the pre-queue and it was at that part what after you get on that little um transport um, and you're going into the death star um it's at that no where we're going in the star destroyer star destroyer thank you uh when you're oh, i think that's what they're the called the first the first order ship first yeah. order thank you um when you go in and you see the stormtroopers i'm sure everybody knows about this this is not a spoiler anymore um so when you see the stormtroopers um that is when they took her away yeah. Um, so she got she, she got pretty far into the queue. That's and nice. And she actually, yeah, and she actually, she was like, I got the better deal out of that because I got <laughs> to do it for free, and I got to see the behind the scenes. So she got to see a little behind the scenes of that ride as they took it yeah. out as well. And then she just wait, had wait, wait, to wait. wait for us to be done. So she got to go on that little transport thing. She did. And just, but she couldn't go into the right. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So she got pretty far. Yeah. It's um, a little. It's almost the start of the ride, right? So. Right. Um, and I should also say our other friend Laura. This was essentially her first trip. She said she had been there when she was maybe five, but really didn't remember anything. Oh wow! So yeah. Yeah. I got her her first her first visit button and everything. Oh. <laughs> um, and she thought it was great. Wow! Nice. Everybody, I they at the end of our first day they all were like you know what genie plus is fantastic just get it for us tomorrow (laughs) and they ended up reimbursing me so it worked out fantastic i made believers out of them but literally we went from ride to ride to ride to ride the only thing i don't like about genie plus this is my one gripe is that you can't use it if you use it on an attraction you can't use it on that attraction again in that in that day yeah which is a little sad for me because I really like going on Guardians of the Galaxy Ugh. more than once. Yes, hate waiting in that line. So it's kind of a long, boring line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, that's my only gripe with Genie Plus. I absolutely love it. Otherwise, yeah. 
All right. Um, but I do also want to mention we we did not buy any of the. I I had every opportunity. I asked Megan, my sister, if she wanted any of the special dining packages. The only one she was interested in was the Blue Bayou for Fantasmic, and they opened yeah. it just way too late for us to actually yeah. make that work. Yeah. Um, because Pirates was closed at the time. And Pirates was closed the whole time we were there. Okay, I have to say that was so weird not being able to ride Pirates. It, it just yeah, it, it just it it was off. You know, it was just made your trip yeah. off a little bit. It was weird. Yeah, like you were saying, Jeff, when you would go with your friends when you were little, and you had yeah. that, you had your you had your set morning routine. Mm-hmm. Usually, my morning routine is Pirates, Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. Indie, mm-hmm. in some order of that. Okay, so you're um, a West Sider. Yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, so, yeah. So, Genie Plus worked out really well for us that first day. It wasn't I it wasn't quite as effective the second day, but that's okay. Yeah. Um we also did we also used so the only extra lightning lane, the only individual lightning lane I will buy is for Rise of the Resistance. I will not get it for Radiator Springs Racers or Web Slingers because you can do single rider for both of those so if you are in a situation and with a group that you can do single rider for those that is that is the only way to ride those those rides at this point radiator springs for sure in fact me and my husband we got in the same car i think that's the first time it's ever happened to me i think it's happened to everyone else that happens to my parents every time it never happens to me either (laughs) we did that you just reminded me we did pay for web slingers um because Mm -hmm. i did want my husband um to get on that one he actually really enjoyed that one um Mm -hmm. i didn't realize that they had a single rider until we were in line for that and um, i guess i could have looked up at the sign but i just didn't um, it, it's not as fast as Radiator Springs Racers can be. Um, when we did it, it was kind of later in the day, and we kind we stood outside for a while. Mm. Um, so we're like, are they going to let us in? But they were just basically, how did they do it? So they they just let in a group of people, and they keep those. I think they just keep count of however many they are, and then when a bunch of room opens up they just let through another 20 people so do you go through the um the room with tom holland or spider-man you do. excuse me so okay. what they do is when they they have like a little corral kind of off to the side of that room that they funnel the single riders into okay. and then after that room is done they take you into a separate hallway that they will then integrate you into the ride right because um, i remember seeing yeah up. i remember getting on and that's when i noticed that there was a little line to the right as the um the groups are, mm-hmm. are coming down the ramp there was a little group to the right and i was like oh they're, they're single rider there so that's mm-hmm. where you came out is just to the to the yep. front i guess the front of it or whatever yeah okay mm-hmm. okay yep um yeah so you don't miss anything um but it, it's not it's not super fast gotcha I will say that. So if you have like another fast pass or something, or if you have something else that you're trying to do, just keep in mind, it might take a while, um, which is fine. Good to know. Um, what else did we do that I want to mention? Oh, I do want to mention something that I found out on this trip, and I don't know how new this is. This is new to me, and I think Tina, Tina, I talked to you about it, and it was new to you as well, um, or at least recent. Um, so I was in a group of all women. Right. Um, at one point we were standing over by Matterhorn trying to figure out where we were going to go. And um, two um, young girls, not young girls, but two young ladies came up to us and were like, excuse me, but do 
any of you have an extra feminine product. Luckily, I, I did have an extra one, so I gave it to her. Um, but then our friend Caitlin said, you know, they have them for free in the bathroom. And I was like, what? I love how Caitlin, then, <laughs> Caitlin did yeah. bring it to our attention. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And lo and behold, the next bathroom I went to, I did notice they, they have they have them for free um, in a pinch. They will do. I can't speak to the quality of them because I didn't need it. Um, but in an emergency, I think that is awesome that they have those in a bathroom in the bathroom for free. Very nice. Um, as far as I know, it's it's a fairly new. Addition. I mean, I think they've always had the machines, but I just assumed that you had to like put in a quarter or something. But no, they are free. So I think that's awesome. Um, let me see what other we didn't really do anything too different this time. Um, I did try a new restaurant that to me it's not it's not very new at this point. Um, but I did get a reservation for the Magic Key Terrace. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fine. It was kind of nice to just take a little break in the middle of the day because it was it was stinking hot and it was crowded. Um, I would say that's its primary benefit in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, the the menu wasn't really anything to be too excited about, but yeah, just to get away from people and the heat for a minute was it did its job. So is it cool um, up there? And like not cool, cool as in neat, but cool it, as I'm, in weather. Uh, it, it's still kind of outside, so it's kind right. of all fresco. Um, you are you there's there's you are covered, which is nice, and I believe there were um ceiling fans. Okay. Um, but it's not totally. It's not it's like, like air conditioned. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it was cool enough. There's a nice breeze up there, so so it was nice. We were not just sitting in the sun, which yeah, was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and they've greatly reduced the seating overall at the resort. So mm-hmm. over the past, well, not just right now, but over the past mm-hmm. three or four since they started planning Galaxy's Edge, really, mm-hmm. so that people could. More people could be in there. Yep. <laughs> this is see. true. So it's kind of nice. I mean, even if it still is a little like, well, you have to be a magic key holder to mm-hmm. to make a reservation, but it's nice to have somewhere else to just sit. Yeah. I mean, I think they kind of also hoped to have these signature drinks that might be appealing. Jillian and I didn't really like their signature drinks, mm-hmm. or at least I found them to be a little bit, um, conc- like it seemed to me like someone came up with them without actually trying it because they sounded <laughs> they sounded super clever and then they like are yeah, okay for the most part but but at any rate I, yeah i'm glad you did that so there's a couple p- opinions here mm-hmm. um, but it's like you know it's not it's somewhere. not gonna yeah it's not gonna be something that i'm like i have to do this every time yeah um but i i knew i, I wanted at least one special reservation for this trip and yeah. that was that was that was our reservation that's a good one um let me think what else so at the end of that first day um caitlin had one request she wanted she wanted to go on small world because she knew she was gonna be able to sit for a while she knew it was safe for her to be on and she hadn't been on it in ages because every other time she's been since she was a kid nobody else wanted to go on i was like absolutely i'll go on that ride yeah so we kind of waited till later in the day we had park hopped over to dca to do um web slingers and i don't know something else and our magic key terrace um and then we came back over it was at the we were there 
I I knew the parade was going and I think it was the second parade of the day. Um, so we were going to have to like walk against it. And, um, I'm, I impressed them. I impressed the whole group <laughs> mightily by knowing that now they have the walkways behind the buildings on main street. And those are just permanent walkways now for when things are going to get congested because of nighttime, um, shows, which I, it, it, it's, it's wonderful. It's so much easier than trying to get around people that keep stopping in the side on the sidewalks to watch whatever's going on, being yelled at by cast members constantly. It's just so much easier to navigate that way. Um, it's whether you can, and it's quiet. Yeah, you know, I mean, you get you have yeah. the sensory overload of being the music, the people, the crowd, mm-hmm. the cast members, and you go behind there, and it's it's nice and quiet. Mm-hmm. And and you can walk. There's mm-hmm. room. It's one way traffic, so you're not like fighting against everybody. Um, so that's nice. Um, so I knew we were going to make our way down to Small World. So we slowly made our way down there. And I kind of looked at the, clock, at the my watch and was like, we might be able to time this so we can just watch the fireworks when we get off. And again, I impressed my group again because as we were finishing Small World, I looked up. We were coming out of the building. I looked up and I saw the white balloon. And I was like, oh, do you guys know what that is? They were like, it, it's a balloon. Like, somebody lost their balloon. I was like, no, it's a specific balloon for a specific reason. Um, so every night they test the winds, or every night they're going to do the fireworks, they test the winds, so they release a white balloon to see what's going on up there. Um, and I was like, well, that's the test balloon, so they're testing the winds to see if they can do the fireworks tonight. And they're like, what? How do you even know this? I'm like, <laughs> I've been coming to Disneyland forever. Cast members just say things. Yeah. I don't I don't honestly remember in what situation I found that out. Probably nostalgia. It was probably nostalgia. <laughs> so thank you, nostalgia, for doing that detective work. Um so I can yeah. impress people. I don't know that they all I I don't know. I've, maybe they always or but at least when they suspect there might be reason to check the winds, they yeah. for sure let them go. Yeah. So whether or not it's every night, I've seen it multiple times. Yeah, um, yeah. it might be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, that's the test balloon. We've got about five minutes until the fireworks are going to start. I, I was like, I can't tell you whether or not they're doing it. I don't know what the balloon looks like on a night that they're not going to do it. <clears throat> but we were, I was like, let's just go around Small World. So we sat right in front of Small World and then the fireworks happened. And nice. I made a Disneyland believer out of the two newbies so nice it was i made magic for other people nice you're the magic maker yeah it was a full day we got to watch the fireworks without too much hassle which you know when you try to camp out on main street it's kind of it's kind of an ordeal i'm not one and if if i'm not paying for the special seating like tina does um i'm not one to just be like yeah let me just spend an hour Standing, sitting, standing, sitting. Wishing I was sitting, but standing. <laughs> crowded in with a bunch of people. So just go back to Small World. There's lots of space. True. You can sit down. There usually is. I will say it's starting to get a little more congested back there now that they've started the Lion King show again. Um, Which, but- uh, oh, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Tina, did you guys watch that? No, I never made it over. We went over once and they stopped. The, they had they, they weren't. For some reason, it had stopped for the day, mm. and or they weren't doing oh. it that day. So I was like, okay, well, there's my choice. Hopefully, it'll still be around when we go next time. Yeah, uh, we did. We did go to see that um, 
and it was great. Yeah, I was wondering because cool. I had seen when I was in Disneyland Paris um, in 2019. We were actually there on the day that they were. It was the last day for the Lion King show that they were doing there. So my older sister Katie and I were wondering, we're like, is this going to be the same show? Like, what is it? It was completely different. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, one- they've had different. There. So this was based kind of a riff on the one they used to do over at DCA. Um, they have had a Lion King show at well at Animal Kingdom mm-hmm, in Florida mm-hmm. that was kind of a somewhat of this a similar idea, but it was in a theater built for it in the round, and it was mm-hmm. it was different. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about one overseas, which is mm-hmm. different too. So they've really celebrated the Lion King in a great variety of mm-hmm. um, ways. It's their most popular. Well, I don't. I think it's their most prop, popular Broadway. I think pro- it is property. Yeah. So they really utilize the music as well as they can mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i saw it i liked it too um it's interesting you know it's it, it's kind of a human version like yeah a, they they don't even i mean they they consider the names and you know simba's a lion mm-hmm. but but really simba's a human um and they they kind of treat simba as a human you, mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's an yeah, interesting they, it was more in the choreography and the way they moved that was like suggesting that they were animals because they did not you know, if you've seen the stage play, they have pretty intricate costumes and puppetry and everything. It, it was nothing like that. It was more more in the way the actors moved that um, was like, OK, they're supposed to be animals. But um, I will say the one that was showing in Paris was more of a. It wasn't Broadway, but it was more to that caliber. Yeah. With yeah. costuming and effects and everything, but this one was pretty. Um, yeah, this one is it from to me felt much more like a like a storytelling. Like let's mm-hmm. gather around and here's a troop that's going to tell yeah. us a story. And they we know their people and you know their people and they're mm-hmm. not going to pretend to put on costumes mm-hmm. that they're not people. But it's a story of this lion family, right? Yeah. So that's why I thought was interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Check it out. It's good. Oh, can I just add one? More? Are you? I'm sorry, Julie. Are you done? No, go ahead. Okay. Nope. Yep. Um, I want to add one more food review. And this was a place, um, I mean, I knew it was there. It's in DCA. It's the um the cappuccino cart that's um right as you're going over into a Paradise Pier over the bridge into Paradise Pier. I I am in love. And I mean in love. I'm craving this to this day because, well, I'm a huge chorizo breakfast burrito fan. <laughs> so anyway, so they have a chorizo breakfast burrito. This thing was the bomb. I could have had this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It, it, <laughs> it was a big burrito. It wasn't no chintzy burrito. And um, I also had their um, ice um, cafe mocha, which is one of my favorite things. Oh, my goodness, people. Expect to stop there when you're with, the next, with, when you're with <laughs> me next time. And you can mobile order. So it was great. Mobile ordered. Had it without waiting in line. So highly recommend just make sure i get my chorizo breakfast burrito before they sell out and we're all good you got it. yeah 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 all right well talking about food reviews i guess is a good way to wrap up the show i'll give my review because it's a food review nice. so julie and i tried a new restaurant at disneyland we haven't been to before also um it's called 21 royal it's up above the um you can see the sign for it if you wait in line for pirates you can see the sign to get to 21 royal you see the grand staircases that you can't go up because they're always chained off um that are right at the entrance to pirates that go up to the, to the floor above pirates of the Caribbean. 
Um, and you'll see the little oval sign that says 21 Royal. And you might have wondered, what's that? Well, Royal Street is one of the avenues in New Orleans Square. And there's Club 33, which is, of course, 33 Royal. 21 Royal is next door to Club. Well, it's down at the end there, at the end of Royal Street. And it's a restaurant at Disneyland. So it's open to the public. It is not um, you like Club 33 or anything like that where you have to be a member. Um, it's reservation only. So you can't just walk into 21 Royal. And also it's... Um, significantly more money than any other restaurant at Disneyland. So um, 21 Royal is um, they have one seating a night. Um, so every night there's one party. Um, the party can be a maximum of 12. Now, I think that's still true. I mean, I think that's in their literature. I've always heard that. Interestingly, we had 13 in our party and it happened. Mm. So I don't really know that you can just ask for that. I don't know how that happened or anything about that. But as far as I know, they limit you to 12 or they wish or they hope to limit you to 12 um or less 12 or fewer they i have heard there have been just couples that have had an evening at 21 royal before um it's fifteen thousand dollars all inclusive i think that includes your gratuities and everything like it's fifteen thousand dollar bill and what? for this for this single night um dinner experience but do you get magic and- discount <laughs> 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 well, you do not. However, you do if you're a Club 33 member, you do get there is a Club 33 discount opportunity. Oh. So Thursday nights, at least this has happened. Everything is subject to change, of course. But um, Thursday nights, if a Club 33 member wanted to make a booking, they could do it for a reduced rate. So I don't rem- I don't exactly know what that rate is, but we were there on a Club 33 Thursday night because the the person who made the reservation and invited us to be part of it was a Club 33 member and it was a Thursday night. So um I know that we paid less than $1000 each for our setting, but usually you can do the math yourself if it's $15,000 and there's at maximum 12 people do the math and that's what it costs per person to have dinner at 21 Royal. So for a lot of people well, for for us, maybe it's a once in a lifetime kind of thing. For a lot of people, it would be a, like a once in a lifetime kind of situation, right? So what what you get is a I think six course. I think we had a six course meal. Um, it is it used to be prepared actually prepared for you in the Club Thirty Three kitchen, I imagine, or the New Orleans Square kitchen there by Chef Andrew Sutton. Now Andrew Sutton is now the the food director at Disneyland Resort. He's not a chef. Well, he's obviously a chef, but not I don't think he's a chef at a particular restaurant at Disneyland anymore. He used to be, of course, in charge of the Napa Rose. And um then he was cooking these exclusive club um I mean twenty one Royal meals. So our menu was overseen by Chef Sutton, but it was cooked and designed by other chefs um so i just thought i should throw that out there um just because people have heard one thing or another about club about 21 royal and it's shifted somewhat um what you you get included with your reservation you get valet parking at the grand californian hotel so you can just pull your car up there and have it valet parked and that's included in your total and plus then disneyland will send a private van over for your party to get into at at the grand californian and then they'll drive you around back of disneyland so that you don't have to walk into the gates um now interestingly it took us all the way around back by the um splash mountain so we actually got off 
the van and walked into the park over in the very back of Critter Country, which is not super close to 21 Royal. We had to walk all the way through around Splash Mountain, through Critter Country, through New Orleans Square, past the Haunted Mansion, all the way down to Pirates. So it's not like a problem, like it wasn't a problem, but I have. I do believe that some parties have parked right around behind New Orleans Square and walked in other places that were a little bit closer. So we were a little bit surprised at the walk, but it was still fine. Um, so that's all included. So when the night is over, um, and this is another thing I have heard. I've heard people have had 21 Royal experiences where they closed down the park in there. Um, we were not able to do that. They gave us a set number of hours and then it was over and we were invited to leave. <laughs> you could either go back into Disneyland for an hour or two. I don't remember what time it was, 10, 1030. 1030 ish. I think you could go back into Disneyland, just walk down the stairs and enjoy the rest of the night in Disneyland, or you could get back into the van and they drive you back to the grand Californian. So you had your choice. Um, so, I mean, they give you a couple takeaways at the end of the night too, but that, so that's, and then the dinner, of course, and the, all the drinks and everything that you, that's all included in the price of dinner at 21 Royal. So we met our group there. I would say part of the value of this is probably the community aspect. So we went with, um, people that we didn't really know very well, other than our host, um, who was a friend that's a member at Club 33. And so we had met a number of the people quite a few times and we were more friendly with some of them and less no, knew some of them less up to the point of strangers. So our group of 13 had a, a big kind of a big sol- wide selection of people that we knew and didn't know, et cetera. Right. And so I would imagine a lot of the value you take from this will be who you're with and kind of the memories you're making if that makes sense um so keep that in mind when you're making a reservation it does sell out like um in july when we went um the whole year had been long sold out and they were not taking reservations for 2022 yet um because who knows if they're going to reimagine this idea if it's going to be the same like who knows right so because they were just there were no more reservations to be made you couldn't go any further and they were sold out for 2020 or 2023 i meant 2022 was sold out through the end of the year so um we were fortunate to have found a reservation that we could take a part in because julie and i have kind of mused about like well should we get a group of people together and try to do this before and um, anyone like i said can do that um and also, like I said, is at least the last I had heard, um, they weren't taking reservations currently for next year yet. So um, there's that, right? Because it's only one. I don't think it's seven nights a week. I think it's a few nights a week and there's only one diet, one meal per night. So um, so what it is, 21 Royal actually used to be called the Dream Suite. So you all remember the Dream Suite, yes. like hearing about the Dream Suite, right? So um, they, I, I didn't really know this, but they created the Dream Suite. Um, like they actually did create it for the year of a million or a million dreams. That was, that was called the year of a million dreams at Disneyland. So, um, like it was designed, it was finished up in its fancy magical way with all the little magic tricks inside and things specifically for winners of the night overnight in Disneyland. So they could stay in this dream suite and see all the little magic things and have a very special, a magical evening. The, the building itself was going to be a, a residence for Walt Disney and his family, but it was long before they got to finishing it or anything, you know, close to decorating it and whatnot. Walt Disney passed away. So uh, 21 Royal, that area had been used for different things over the years, um, you know, meeting rooms and organizational 
offices and things. Um, they did finish it as, you know, it was finished as a structure and architecture because, you know, I don't know if any if you guys remember the Disney gallery that was up there mm-hmm. in the 90s. I don't remember when the Disney gallery shut down sometime in the 2010s, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly. But so the Disney gallery was also in that space. And I remember, well, like many, every trip to Disneyland, I'd go up there and wander around looking at things to buy and you could sit in a little courtyard and take a little break. So that's the same area, the same courtyard. It's just been um, finished like a fancy residence, right? Like a, like a beautiful residence. And all the rooms have little magical things that happen, or at least most of them that you can find a button to push and something will happen or project on the walls or something magical will change something like that. Right. So there's lots of magic. Um, when you start your evening at 21 Royal, do you have any questions yet? I have one. I have one. So, okay. Yeah. So you're saying that the maximum that they recommend is 12 people. So what if you're a smaller yeah. party of two and four? It's just, it's still just your party in this, right? I mean, it's not like they, yeah. you know, it was like I was I've talking heard. about the dessert viewing where they, they'll group you with another group. It's just you. No, I've heard that um, couples have done this, fre- not frequently, but I've I've heard a number of occasions where it was just a couple. Oh, wow. That that did 21 Royal. So it's like, it's a, it's a set evening fee of $15,000, whether it's one of you or gotcha. 12 of gotcha. you. We had 13 somehow. So, and I didn't, I don't know if that's, I don't think you can plan on that. So, but I, but somehow that happened for us. So, I mean, maybe if you have a set family group of 13 and you absolutely have to do this, they might work it out for you. I don't know, but um, it's supposed to be 12 maximum and $15,000. So, um, you start with um, a little history. They talk about the place. They give you an hour to just walk around the dream suite. They say, hey, do do anything you want. They'd rather you don't actually turn on the shower or the bath, like no taking a bath or shower <laughs> um, in in the dream that suite. Would be but of course, you could you can use the restrooms, of course, you know, and there's ba- bedrooms and you can they don't want you. Oh, they don't want you to get into the linens like they don't want you to actually take a nap inside of the bed. But I think you can kind of lie back there if you want to see what it's like you know they don't really police what's going on there they they trust you to be classy about what's happening and i guess you're paying enough for a night of you know housekeeping if they need to to deal with that but it's you know you're not staying there as a hotel you're mostly able to kind of explore and look around um try the little magic buttons you know in the bathroom there's one bathroom that's beautiful cobalt tile and you can push a button and stars glisten in the ceiling there's another bedroom where there's um a train if you push the button a train goes all the way around the whole top of the room and through all these different little scenes and every time it enters a scene some little mechanical thing will happen so it's really a beautiful it is kind of magical place um in the courtyard they serve cocktails for the cocktail hour um and then an hors d'oeuvres someone's walking around with a play a tray of some types of hors d'oeuvres um trying to remember I wonder if I can remember what things we had. So, so basically, um, while you remember that, it, it, it's almost the whole suite is available to you at that point. You're saying you're in the courtyard having appetizers. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, yeah, no, you're definitely not just in the, the dining is... room area. You can t- t- tour the whole place, to explore. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Definitely, the suite is um, the suite is open to explore. Nice. But no, there's not like a closed off room or anything. It's like a little living area right right? so i mean there's not a kitchen that you can go into so there's i think three bedrooms i think and then two bathrooms and then the dining room big dining room which is where you eat and then there's the front room the foyer where you come in and there's magic that happens in there too and then there's um the courtyard 
So it's a it's a nice space. So you're talking about I didn't realize there's three three bedrooms in there. And I'm sorry, I know you're, I know you're trying to get your food review. So you have the one room with the train. Where what are what do the other two yeah. rooms have? I'm trying to remember. So there's the room with the train. There's a room that I think had kind of an Adventureland-ish motif. I'm trying to remember. Let me see if I can. And I don't even know if I've seen much video of people post. I always remember the train, of course. And I remember the bathroom um, in the foyer area or the dining room area. Um, But I don't know if I've seen the other two bedrooms. Yeah. Well, there's – so the – I, actually, there might only be two bedrooms. Okay. There's the master bedroom, which is it's kind of like a Jungle Cruise okay. Adventureland theme. It's kind of a Adventureland Jungle Cruise ish theme. And then there's um the bedroom with the train. So I think maybe it's just the two big two big bedrooms. Okay. But there's like a next to the Jungle Cruise bedroom. There's like a sitting room um with a big giant closet and then like a little sitting room. So that's probably what I'm thinking okay. of. And then there's a bathroom between the two. Um, and then there's a long hallway. There's another bathroom. Then there's the big, there's kind of a, then there's the courtyard. There's kind of a, another hallway where there's a sideboard with some fancy glasses in the plate. Everything, the china and the glassware that you're going to be using for the dinner comes out of there. Um, and then they have like some, I think some pictures you can purchase with the 21 Royal logo etched in them for like $1,600 or something like that. Very, very expensive. Did they change mm-hmm. out the, the, the layout at all from the Disney gallery? I'm trying to remember the Disney gallery. It's been too long. Uh yeah, well I think they I don't remember it if the bedrooms were constructed you couldn't get in okay. there. Um it's cuz yeah, I know it was meant for for apartment for Walt and stuff like that when he was alive in his family. Uh, but I just uh, I don't remember what the Disney Gallery layout was. No, it was more open because when you'd walk into the foyer area there were art on the mm-hmm. walls, but then the courtyard was connected to a much larger gallery that was long okay. and I think that Maybe was where the dining room is, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I do believe it's architecturally been changed a little gotcha. bit. It's also possible they just closed off the the residential Portion type of it, rooms. Yeah. I yeah, I don't really remember. I don't think it was actually finished to be. There were no beds, for mm-hmm. instance. I don't mm-hmm. think you know when it was the Disney Gallery. I think they were all office spaces, gotcha. but it might have been built with bedroom. You know, you know what I'm saying. Right. So. Um, yeah, so yeah, you don't get to explore. Remem- I don't remember mm-hmm. it looking like a living space at no. all. When uh-uh. it was the Disney well, Gallery. you might remember when you first walk in, like that was kind of, there was, I think there was a, f- I don't know if there was an actual fireplace there, but it was built to look sort of, I feel like I remember it. It's hard to remember exactly because the art was on all the right. walls, mm-hmm. you, you know, or or sculptures were on pla- you know platforms in the middle of the room. But I, I feel like that first room would look like a foyer. I think, but at any rate, it's been a number of years, right? So, um, but it's definitely been changed. It was definitely changed for the Dream Suite. That's when they constructed this space to be what it is for the Year of a Million Dreams, right? So, um, we they used to call it the Dream Suite. Now it's called 21 Royal. We had about that hour to check things out, look around. Then they start calling you in for dinner, right? Calling everyone together for dinner. There is a dress code at 21 Royal. Um, and how seriously you take it is kind of up to your party. That's another thing that might have been um, like if we had a party of our peers and friends, we would have all planned together like how we're going to dress. But with a party of strangers, you kind of leave it up to the 21 Royal dress code and say, like, here's their dress code. And their dress code is very similar to Club 33. Like you can wear neat denim. Uh, they recommend well, men are supposed to wear collars and women are supposed to wear blouses and skirts or trousers. Right. Um 
but jeans fit into there. And a couple people in our group wore jeans. One person wore kind of a, almost like a t-shirt type thing, which kind of is probably not in the dress code, but it was, you know, we all looked pretty nice, but it wasn't like we're good enough friends that we could all say like, Hey, let's do this and not do that. Do, do you know what right. I mean? So Julia and I dressed like we were going to club 33. I had a shirt and t- a tie and jacket on. There's a couple other guys that had jackets, another guy that had a tie and a jacket, but there was, we didn't as a group consistently decide how to, how seriously to take the dress code. And that's one thing that can make a difference in your experience a little bit, I think. Um, so we sat down at dinner. Um, the chef, so you, you're, you have a number of people that walk you through the night. There's, um, kind of your concierge or I'm not sure what, his, I forget what his role is, but the person who kind of walks you through the whole experience from, you know, beginning to end and kind of gets everyone seated kind of and, little bit of the you know rule keeper trying to keep herding people where they're supposed to be and that kind of thing um he's he's there we also have the chef that comes out and discusses um you know every plate i think we had the i think a sous chef or a pastry chef came out and talked about you know their role i think we had the sommelier come out and talk about the drink well we did for sure he would describe each wine pairing and where it came from how it you know, what flavors you could expect and what kind of experience you could expect with the wine pairings. Um, so there was, you know, quite a bit involved with the actual presentation of the meal. Um, yeah. And, and Gloria was our chef, Gloria Tay, I think, I believe is her name. And she, um, I think she was the chef. Let's see. I know she's been the chef at club 33 and I think she's, I don't know if she was the head chef at, um, um, Napa Rose, but she's, you know, obviously one of the highest chefs at the Disneyland Resort. So I wasn't trying to say like, oh, it's not Sutton. You're not going to get, <laughs> you're not going to have a good meal. I mostly was saying that because a lot of people still remember from when it opened, like, oh, you have a meal prepared by Chef Sutton. That's, he's oversees the menu, but he's not the, um, the chef. Okay. So anyway, um, one thing I, I guess I'll add this also. They asked us a number of things about what are you allergic to preferences and that type of thing before the meal. I think the menu is kind of tailored towards your group, right? Which would make sense. Our menu, I'm just going to say this, and this I hope this doesn't sound negative because I had the best best time, but it wasn't super challenging. So I think that might be a result of the conglomeration of tastes and challenges that people gave to the restaurant as a group before they came up with the menu i'm not positive of that i don't know if that's no one explained of course they're not going to say like we were limited by this or that because no chef is going to say they're limited by anything um just because you don't like a certain flavor right but i i kind of wondered if that was the case but having said that like it was it was a great beautiful meal prepared really you know of course it's prepared perfectly right so um let me see if i can remember some of the things we had uh, for dinner we had Oh boy. Um, the first thing we had, I think was a panna cotta with, um, caviar. And it was interesting. Like Julia was really skeptical of caviar. She's never liked it. I don't even like caviar. Like it's very salty. Often it's used as a salt, you know, like that part of a dish. And I just thought it was really, it was the way that it put together. It was with golden tomatoes and I think some sun dried tomatoes. It was really gentle and mild and easy to eat. Um, we had, um, sauteed, then we had a monkfish that was wrapped in ham. 
Um, and the whole thing was sautéed and had green garbanzo bean like puree around it. That was amazing. It was very mild and wonderful. Um, there was an, a tandoori chicken kind of flute, like a chicken kind of an Indian inspired dish um, that had um, red curry and organic chicken. That was really good. Some corn. Um, there was, let's see. Oh, pensati. So there was um, like a braised ox, oxtail ragu. So that was really cool. Like um, that's, you know, a little bit of beef in there and it was, or oxtail. It was pretty good. There was um, this, then there was the veal tenderloin, which was, I think, I think that was my favorite. It had this um, wild moral mushrooms in there. You wouldn't think you were eating a mushroom. It felt like another piece of meat on the plate. It was really, really good. Um, and then we had some kind of dessert. So it was like a really, really, really um, delicious meal. I, I'm trying to remember if there's anything specific that I'm forgetting. I think that was the courses and then some dessert. Um, so that gives you an idea, like, right, of what kind of food you're going to eat. And that's also why I wonder if, I kind of wonder if, depending on who's there, if you can, if they might be a little bit more risky with the menu or or not i'm not sure um but anyway it was it was good then we after dinner we had a chance to go out on the patio and watch phantasmic which is a big Ooh, nice benefit these days right so they used to sell this for 50 dollars a mm -hmm, seat up mm -hmm. out, out on the balcony there <laughs> now you have to pay you know 1200 dollars a seat but it was uh it was fun to watch it just from the balcony we didn't sit i think you could have pulled out a chair if you want but we just stood on the balcony and you can lean on the balcony and just watch Fantastic right in front of you. So that was kind of a wonderful bonus. Um, you can take, you know, and you have your dessert by then. So you can take your dessert out there and a cup of coffee. They ask you just to be careful with the glass that you don't accidentally launch it over the edge of the uh, patio because there are people right <laughs> beneath you, like trying to enjoy Disneyland Park, right? So, um, so that happens at nine. Then at nine thirty, you're able to kind of wander the, 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 the space again some more if you want just kind of check things out look in some of the rooms you might have missed maybe have another cocktail i i don't you know you can just kind of wander and then when you're going to leave around 10 they brought out um our special takeaway gift so they give you a copy of the menu um that you can take to remember everything you ate they give you a print so in the in the main dining hall um who's the artist is it turnbull I can't remember the name of the artist, but every wall has a mural painted on it. Um, one of them is the Haunted Mansion back when it was an actual operating presence in New Orleans. So there's all these people walking in and out of it. And, you know, there's different scenes from, I believe, New Orleans. Um, and one of those murals, they they replicate into a lithograph on a card and they give you that as a takeaway. You get a little gold pin. That's the same one that the... Um, the hosts and the um, staff wear through the night. So you get this little gold 21 Royal crust pen pin Disney. It's like a Disney collector's pin, right? And it comes in a little black jewelry box, velvet jewelry box. And then they give you a selection of teas and coffees. And I think maybe a pastry to take with you. So you can the next day kind of heat something up and remember your time at 21 Royal. Mm -hmm. So that's about it. Then you um, say your goodbyes to your hosts and your staff. They put you either let you wander off into Disneyland or put you back on the van and take you back to the DCA and your evening is over. So I would say it was about we probably met at about five, probably were in 
the restaurant by 5.45 or so, so almost 6. We left about 10.30, so it's a four to five hour experience. I've heard people were in there longer than that before, but they didn't, they were pretty clearly like keeping us on a timeline. Now, you were mentioning that you got to go into the park. Did you need to have um, a ticket? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it, of course, includes admission to Disneyland Park for that day. So we, um, yeah. So for that day, you do not need to have admission to Disneyland for your reservation. Your reservation to 21 Royal includes Disneyland admission. Bonus. And it was worth it for the, I, I would say, since we were there with a Club 31 discount, especially like made it worthwhile i would like to i think if i could ever afford it again and if the stars align i might like to experience this with a group of friends i wonder how it would be different or the same like I, i'm not 100 percent sure but there are things i imagine would seem more um intimate or more collegial or more camaraderie you, right. you know might add to the value a little bit i was there with hunter our um um Garner Holt. Garner Holt, yeah. I was there with Garner Holt. Um, so that was kind of cool because he's a hero of mine. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't know who Garner Holt is, he's a, um, he's not an Imagineer. He's never, as far as I know, been a Disney, a Disney employee, but he owns his own entertainment company called Garner, Garner Holt Productions. And he's Disney's main, um, client for building their audio animatronics and designing some of their attractions so like the whole nightmare before christmas overlay is created by designed by disney imagineers but then fabricated and added design added by garner holt and so and installed and all of that stuff so he that was one of the earlier i don't remember when he really started working with disney imagineering when they started to take a lot of the manufacturing out of Mapo and Dis and Disney itself and hiring out, but he does a lot of the Disney stuff now. It's almost kind of a given if Disney's going to create some amazing audio animatronic attraction, they'll design it, but then Garner Holt will build it and install it. So he was there, and um, I've spoken with him a couple times before, but we've never been like one on one just in a place. <laughs> so I was a little bit, a little bit nervous. And I told Julia, like, I really want a picture with Garner Holt. See if you can work out where we get a picture. But, um, he, I think he might've broke the ice during dinner. He kind of, we were sitting kind of kitty corner, like a few people th- between us, but he was on one side and I was on the other like corner of the table and we could see each other. And he said, so, you know, he, he mentioned doom buggies. So I knew he had, you know, know knew what doom buggies was and he mentioned it and asked me about it and we ended up having a really a lovely conversation about our pasts as monster kids and we had very similar very similar history in terms of loving monsters and universal monsters but not really the horrible things about monsters just the cool movie things about monsters and then um kind of the same monster kid background and haunted mansion fandom background and all of that. So it was kind of cool to just talk to him as a person, you know, and see him open up a little bit about who he was and that kind of thing. And then the, the person that he came with also works for um, Garner Holt Productions. And he came up to me at the end and said, hey, I've been a Doom Muggies fan for a long time, mm-hmm. too, and just wanted to say, you know, it's nice to meet you. So that was really super Neat. cool, right? So that was a nice a little kind of tag onto the night that I wasn't really expecting. So that was really cool. Um, overall, I mean, of course, who doesn't want to try an exclusive restaurant at Disneyland where the top chef of the park makes your meal for you and comes out and explains every dish in detail. Like it's not, it's almost ridiculous that you can even do that. Right. <laughs> that, they, that they offer it. And it's been sold out all year. Like obviously 
it doesn't matter what they charge. Like you either can afford to do it and want to do it or you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things that's it's kind of a bucket list and we got to mark it off fairly early for a bucket list. So, and you know, everyone that goes there once thinks, how can I do this again someday? And you never know, like, who knows? I don't know what those little gold pins are worth. Maybe they're worth 500. I mean, I don't know what pin collectors pay. Like you have to pay over a thousand dollars usually to get one. So what is it worth? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So, um, maybe, maybe we can sell one of those and start planning our next trip back. I don't know, but it was, um, super fun. Maybe we'll do it again someday. Yeah. 21 Royal. Well, thank you both. Um, Sounds like we all had a good time at Disneyland as always. Um, Yeah. And yeah. So looking forward to next month as we get ready for the expo. Oh boy. Good luck everybody getting reservations for what you want to (laughs) see. I know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully we have um, tales of victory. Yes. To share. But I am keeping my hopes low. (laughs) (laughs) So we can only go up from there, right? Yep. Yep. We can only go up from there. That's right. All right. Well, thank you both for palling around with me again. Of course. Anytime. Yep. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.